Well, we're starting, so. <laughs> okay, great. great. <laughs> so uh, you, I hope you're ready. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think this through, did you? No. Oh my god. <clears throat> I'm still trying to work on editing in an it's intro. It's fine. We'll, we'll we're three episodes in, in, and you don't have an intro. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> We can't fix it in post. I don't have an intro edited yet. Oh, man. Well. Huh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awkward. Great. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. This is uh, right after week two. Sorry about getting out to you a <laughs> That's day some late. Great math. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm is so week proud. Three. Leave me. Right leave me two. alone. <laughs> anyway, sorry about uh, getting this episode out a day late, everybody. We got a new setup. Hopefully, you can hear it. I hope it sounds better. It's a lot more comfortable for us. And we had some issues with that last night. We couldn't get it working. But we're here today. And by today, I mean tomorrow. But your today, our tomorrow, soon to be our yesterday. If you don't, if you don't take what? life <laughs> by the hand and run with it, then your life will just go away. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Inspirational <laughs> Quotes Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks is just staring at me. I worry about you. <laughs> I really do. Well, I hope everybody was able to watch the games this weekend, and if you haven't heard yet, but I hope you have as well, especially if you're interested in the AAF, I hope you've heard this. We had the Stallions at the Iron this weekend, and it was 12-9 to going to my best team in the entire league, the Iron. Oh. The Iron oh are beautiful. God. They're undefeated. Worst team. And they won 12-9 to against the Stallions, Sagan's favorite team. Listen. It's okay. They're just doing what the Saints do and losing the first couple of games. So they're underestimated. And then they're going to come back and win and not get screwed like the Saints do every season. <laughs> <laughs> come back whenever your quarterback throws a touchdown. It'll be next week, I'm telling you. But okay, anyway, sure. we, we got to get through these recaps really quick. We had the Hot Shots at the Express, and it was went to the Hot Shots when they won 20-18. to 18. We had the Apollos at Commanders. Apollos won 37-29. Legends at Fleet. Uh, the Fleet won 21-12. So we had some pretty awesome football this weekend, in my opinion. I was thoroughly entertained with the two games that I was able to watch, and even when I wasn't able to watch... Uh, when I was working, I was constantly checking the app, keeping track of the scores, watching the uh, broadcasts when I could on the live stream. I thought this week was a really entertaining week of football. That might be just me, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was pretty good. Uh, there were some controversial What on earth was that? So, a little backstory for everybody listening. <laughs> Our new soundboard has this ability where you can do something a little... Um, give me just a second here to get to the right one. But you can do some different sound effects with it. And so, yesterday when we were trying to figure out all the equipment, uh, Brooks took a little Starbucks trip. And while he was gone, Sagan and I were playing with the effects on the soundboard. And it turns out that you can actually change the pitch of your voice... All the way down to this. <laughs> Crazy. 
And so Sagan and I were playing like little, like, I don't know, six-year-olds while Brooks was at, uh, while Brooks was at Starbucks getting drinks for everybody. And then we decided to record that and just leave it in there just for, for, you. for when we actually recorded. So that was a lot of fun. And That was just for me? Yeah, it was just oh, for you. Oh, I feel special. I forgot where I put it, though, because I put it in yesterday. I love that. That was amazing. <laughs> that caught me completely off guard. It, I thought it was pretty funny. Back to football. <laughs> Back to football. I thought that this week was actually really interesting in football. And I, I, I think we got to see a lot of... Um, a lot of good things that come out of this league and a lot of things that might be controversial in this league already just in the second week we've already got people that are torn on like how things should be happening and i think that's really interesting uh even in the group here i have uh different opinions on some of the sky judge calls than they do yeah the sky judges were uh pretty transparent and everything in week one they uh made some good calls the first week but the second week i can't say the same thing uh there were two pretty controversial calls in the Stallions game and the Hot Shots game that, in my opinion, changed the outcome of the game as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that those calls changed the outcome of the game as a whole. I do agree with that. But at the same time, I, I, I think that what you guys are saying is right. Like, I think that those calls shouldn't have been made in the first place, especially with the, um, oh, the Stallions and Irons. And, and iron i think he was down too which is obviously not what the sky judge decided but the sky judge didn't say no he didn't he wasn't down his knee wasn't down with the ball the sky judge said we don't have a clear shot of it so we can't say without obvious proof or, or whatever it is oh my gosh i can't think of those words beyond but, a shadow of a doubt yeah something whatever it is um that he was down with the ball because the only shot, the only scene, the only view they had where they could actually do that or where they could see both the ball and and the knee going down, they couldn't see if the ball was in his hands when the knee was down. They couldn't actually physically see it, so they couldn't say for sure that he was holding the ball when his knee was down, which is why they couldn't call him down. Right. So I think that the judges made the right calls, but... And I mean, in the Stallions game, it was like, a millisecond between his knee hitting the ground and the ball popping out. So, I mean, I can give you that one, but in the Hot Shots game, when... What team were they playing? Uh, Memphis. They were yeah. playing the Express. Express. Whenever the Express were driving, and there was like three minutes left in the game, and they went for it on fourth down, it was pretty blatantly obvious. He, he got the first he down. He got the first down and then got pushed back, and the refs called him short. And then the Sky, Sky judge, judge looked at the replay and also called him short, which was a turnover on downs, and the Hot Shots got the ball back. And that was huge because the uh, Express were only down by a field goal or so, and they were driving, and that completely stalled their offense. I, was that the one that we couldn't find a replay of that call specifically? That was the one where the video had a recording of the live stream, but just at the time where the yeah. play was going to happen, yeah. the live stream goes down. I, I think I think if that call had been called right, I think Memphis would have been able to come back and possibly beat Arizona, and that would have been huge. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Right. I mean, I I agree. If if the call had gone the other way and they got the first down, there's a huge chance that they would have gotten those points to stay in the game or win the game. 
I just haven't been able to see the play, so I can't tell you for certain. I can't express an opinion on it because I personally haven't seen it to decide for myself. And I mean, the Express got the ball back again at the very end of the game, but by that point, after that call, their momentum was gone. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I feel exactly, like it changed the outcome of the game. It's exactly kind of the same thing. I mean, we keep going back to it, but I mean, we're all we're all homegrown Saints fans. Right. So, we, oh, we got to no. keep Here going back go. to it. It's, it's the same situation that the Saints were in, where they didn't give an obvious call, and that completely lost the game for us even though we had possession of the ball after that our momentum was thrown off and we just couldn't get back into it after something that ridiculous happens so i can see how a missed call can affect the entire game um but i think the sky judges ultimately are gonna just really help um and i think that it's it's definitely more transparent it's obviously more transparent um and we get to see the reasoning, even though you might disagree with the call, you get to see their reasoning um, as to why they're making a call. See, I don't know if that if that transparency thing is a good thing or a bad thing, because, I mean, with the case of the Arizona and Memphis game, he got the first down, and you could see it. And then they sent it to the Sky Judge, and he's looking at the same play you're looking at, and you're like, okay, he got the first down. And you're looking at him, and you're watching him say, no, he didn't get it, turnover on downs. And you're like, what? Right. Like, you're looking at the same thing, and you're telling me that, that he didn't get it? I wish we could find the video of that call being made, just so I could see for myself. Because I, I seriously, I can't believe, for the life of me, that somebody could just make such a terrible call. There's got to be some reasoning behind it. I'm skeptical. Until I see it for myself, I'll be skeptical. And I mean, even the announcers during that game were like, yeah, that should be an easy pickup for the first down for the Express. And they were like, I'll be surprised if they don't give it to him. Yeah. Right. I remember seeing that part. I don't know. I wish I could see the play, but ultimately I can't. If one of our 20 uh, followers on Twitter wants to, wants to give us that information, that'd be pretty awesome. Don't disclose our follower counts. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm proud of that one, dude. Look, we got 20 followers. Those are that's awesome. Thank you so much, to everybody following us on Twitter. And if you haven't followed us on Twitter, you should. We're on Twitter at Alliance Weekly. That's the name of our Twitter and our Instagram page. If you want to do that too. But anyway, enough with plugs. Let's move on <laughs> to just talking about some football some more. Yeah. Um. um and I wanna I wanna talk about. Uh, the importance of the offense. I think I talked a little bit in the last one about how important defense is going to be in this league. And I really, I, I felt like I minimalized the offense. The offense is extremely important in this game, especially a consistent offense. If you're not going to be consistent, then there's a good chance that you're going to lose the game. Your defense cannot win you the game for the most part in this league. You have to have a good offense. And that's apparent with a couple of low-scoring games the first couple of weeks. I mean, the defense is doing their job, but the offense needs to step up and really, you know, take control of the football game. So let's look at two teams that are 2-0 and so far. We've got the Iron. Boo. <laughs> the lovely, beautiful Iron. Oh, my God. Of Birmingham, Alabama. And we've got the Apollos. Woo! My Apollos! Brooks is an Apollos fan. Talking right. about 
talking about consistency with them, they're both 2-0. and um, And it really shows in their quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are awesome. Um, Perez, not so much in week two. He had kind of a weak, um, a weak time out there. He didn't, but, but, but Gilbert, oh my God. Gilbert, my man. Gilbert is a monster out there right now. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed with the Apollos is that they're kind of slow to start off, but I'm telling you, once they start going, they don't stop. And that's exactly what they did this week against the commanders. The commanders put up a good fight and, you know, they're my second favorite team, but the Apollos, they, they end up getting it in the end because, I mean, Garrett Gilbert, he showed up this week. Whew. First quarterback really in AAF history to throw over 300 yards. He threw for 393 yards, almost 400 yards. How many? T- uh, how many? Um, he completed 19 of his 28 passes. 19 passes. For 393 yards. This dude's insane. God, That's all man. I'm saying. I and think, I think it has something to do with the fact that Gilbert was in the NFL last year as the Carolina Panthers' backup quarterback. So some of the quarterbacks coming into this league haven't played football in a couple years, and you know they're trying to bounce back. Whereas Gilbert has that experience under his belt, so he's showing up and showing out. Right. Oh yeah. And I think we're gonna see that a lot in this league. Um, I saw a tweet from some somebody i can't remember who but they were talking about how they had figured out what the aaf was and it's basically the place for second chances the place for people to show out and the place for people to take their final last ditch effort at playing football professionally and so you're gonna see everybody playing their best nobody's gonna have a day where they're like i don't really feel like playing today they're playing to get noticed they're not just playing to play in the AAF. They're playing to get to the NFL. So everybody's going to want to get seen. And I think that, honestly, I think uh, Gilbert's going to be in the NFL next year. You think so? Yeah, I don't think the Apollos are getting him for, for more than a year. Not with the season he's had so far. Just, I mean, just these past two games, he's he's a monster. He's unstoppable. A force to be going. reckoned with. Yeah. And, I mean, even against the Saints in week 17 or 18 or whatever it was, I mean... The Saints had all their backups and stuff in, but he torched the Saints. He came in, and he messed them up. Yeah. Speaking of people who might need a second chance at football, a pretty popular name coming up, uh, Tim Tebow. Hey. <laughs> the T-Man, the Tebow. Nice so, transition. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Steve Spurrier has been trying to get Tim Tebow to make a return to football. Apparently a lot of coaches have been calling him. He said Steve Spurrier has been calling him. Consistently, consistently the most, though, yeah. yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Tebow said he is completely committed to baseball, which, I mean, I don't blame him. He's been working on his baseball career for a couple years now. But, uh, yeah, he was trying to be recruited into the AAF. And, you know, whenever he was interviewed about potentially going to the AAF, he said it was a pretty easy answer. Uh, he's completely committed to baseball. He's with the Mets development team, I think, right now. Something like that. And uh, he said he's giving that 100% of his time, but, you know, he did compliment the AAF and what they're trying to do with some of these players trying to get back into the league. So a wise man, Tim Tebow is. He's sticking with his baseball right now, not really trying out for football. He's going the road that uh, Bo Jackson went. We talked about this the other day. Yes, we did. We informed Brooks of who Bo Jackson is. <laughs> And we okay, showed, okay. we showed, 
and we showed. Please how tell Bo our Jackson. audience how uncultured I am. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know more than me. You just don't know Bo Jackson. But it was before my time. <laughs> my man Bo Jackson in those old video games was beautiful. We were able to show Brooks some of that too. Unbeatable, unstoppable, pretty hilarious. But also a little bit of weird news for you. It's about Louise Perez from the Birmingham. Why do we Iron, talk so much about the Iron? My oh, favorite oh. team <laughs> in the entire world. Apparently, he gave up on pro bowling for the AAF. Pro bowling. Pro bowling. Sagan, would you give up pro bowling to play professional football? You know, it all depends on uh, the cash. <laughs> <laughs> Which bowling thing, more? Uh, bowling is uh definitely safer <laughs> i don't like being hurt so you know if i was that good of a bowler i probably wouldn't but if you have a passion for something you need to pursue it and that's true yeah if football is his passion then i mean go for it but just how do you go from bowling <laughs> to football like maybe he I went just... from football to bowling because he didn't get into the nfl and then decided maybe so maybe i'm you're gonna right. go to the aaf even though I'm bowling. Even though, you know, Even he still I'm... hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. Hey. It's worked for us so far. You almost it, lost to the But we didn't. We didn't, though. Because <sighs> of the, the field goal kicker for the Stallions. The Stallions had three their field third goals? string quarterback in. Listen, listen. Speaking of listen. my Stallions losing the first two games, <laughs> I wanted to point out something that we didn't mention earlier, right. and that's... Uh, that the 0-2 teams aren't bad. I mean, like, yeah. from the NFL standpoint, if, like, you lose the first couple of games, like, usually it's not going to be that good of a season. But both games that the Stallions, for example, have lost, I mean, like, they've been good games. And they're just trying to find ways to mesh with each other. And, I mean, the Stallions' starting quarterback got hurt, so they had their third string in. And they still put up a fight against the Iron, which is something to be proud of. Yeah, that is, especially against that iron defense. You can knock on the iron all you want, but our defense is pretty great. Unfortunately, Salt Lake's field goal kicker <laughs> could not fare. Couldn't hit true. the broad side of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Sagan's also, not salty about Salt Lake. Yeah, Sagan's not upset about that loss at all, especially not because nope. of me and it being the Birmingham Iron. No, it's fine. The best controversial call and three missed field goals. I'm fine. <laughs> Listen. I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of tension here. <laughs> I've had to go to therapy. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> oh, man. But in that same game, the Iron had some tragedy occur. There was some tragedy involved. Jacob Hagen's not on the Iron. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Fake fan. What a fan. fan. I saw, well, leave me alone. No, I saw Brooks's face and he was just kind of staring at me confused. And I thought, I'm not staring at you confused. But anyway, back to this tragedy that happened during the Birmingham Iron Game. Jacob Hagen, possibly a season ending injury to his ankle. Yikes. That looked bad. Yeah, the Iron went for it on fourth down, I think. They faked a punt or something. And. They didn't get it, and it was a pretty bad ankle injury. Uh, they had to cut his shoe off because, like, his foot was starting to swell and everything. And, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty bad. They had to cart him off. And 
And on that note, I, I think that was one of the first displays of, of just how close these teams are and just how, how, how morally sound their competitive spirit is. Because when they were, when they were taking Jacob Hagen off the field and later in uh, the other game, one of the Sunday games that I was able to watch with Brooks, um, when they had to take him off the field with a neck injury on a stretcher, um, they, both teams, just off the off the sidelines, kneeling on the field, and when the players got put in their carts to be taken off the field, the teams were just surrounding them, and just giving them high fives, bunk, bumping ankles with them. Yeah, I think it really shows that uh, they're forming a brotherhood. I mean, even after this short period of time, they really care about each other and. They um, will stand up for their teammates. Yeah, I think this league, I mean, I think that's just a great thing about this league. It shows a competitive spirit. And and even when there aren't injuries, you see players of other teams walking over to players of the opposite team that are down and helping them up. You don't see that kind of stuff in the NFL. Right. What you see is them walking over them or using their bodies to push themselves up. In this league, they're going out of their way to help up the opposing team, and I think that shows just the the amazing positive spirit that this league brings, and I think that is so happy, and it's heartwarming. I think I shed a few tears um, <laughs> watching that, <laughs> watching that happen. It was it, it was, was a good moment for the league. It was it was very heartwarming to see that happen so often, and I think it's a great precedent. You know, it's it's a good moment for the league, but it's a great precedent for the league too because going forward, that is the standard now for this league. I think that this is something really awesome. And this is also a very happy note to end episode three on. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends! Share it with your friends, please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Get the word out. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you did enjoy this podcast and you want to talk with us some more, add us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Alliance Weekly. I am typically pretty active on the Twitter. Uh, I especially try to be active on game days. So just come hang out with us. Talk to us. Tell your friends about us. Tell your aunts about us. We're clean enough for Grandma. Tell your grandmas about us. At the family reunion, make sure that your entire family knows that you listen to the Alliance Weekly Podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> and just be awesome people, you know? Have awesome days. Today is the only day you got. So seize it. Tomorrow's not promised. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Inspirational <laughs> Quotes <laughs> Daily. <laughs> welcome to the Inspirational... <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later.